Josefina Mariana de la Cruz Torres. You just get longer and longer? I'm just excited for my Hispanic heritage this week. Just this week? Have you gotten more into it? Well, I hung out with my mom this week because it was her birthday. Mm -hmm. And we hung out. Thank you, mommy. Um, And um, she's become a whole human being to me. It's actually incredible. Um, she is reading a lot of books and she's thinking more about herself and her relationships and what she wants out of her life. And she was always kind of a, she called herself a chameleon with men. Like uh-huh. whenever she met a guy that she wanted to be with, she would kind of turn into that guy a little bit or the ideal person for that guy. And I mean, you know, she turned, uh, 56 and now she's coming to that so sometimes it takes a while you've always had kind of like an issue with her adapting too well yeah a little bit of i always just wanted to her for her to be herself and know what she wanted and what she liked and i feel like she was uh she was just she just wanted to be with those people so she kind of yeah i don't think our i mean maybe something to think about is that our parents weren't really afforded that like the vocabulary to like you're perfect and whole as you are be you they'll adapt you know like you don't have to like change for people or something. So maybe we're seeing that. I don't, I've never seen it in my mom really. Well, do you mean that thing about uh, it happens with gay people where it's like they used to come out later and later and later and now people mm-hmm. are coming out younger because they do. They have more access to people who are visibly out. So it feels less crazy. You know, you you know, know? one thing I've heard from like my fam- people in my family or whatever is um, when somebody comes out like later in life, in like their 40s that they've known and like their voice changes a little bit to me i'm like they've been hiding that like softness in their voice yeah for 40 years but to my family they're like oh and now he's got to talk with a lisp or something like no <laughs> it's just he's like relaxed and like yeah. his butthole is like unclenched from life he's just talking thank god too he wants to be yeah because he's going to need it yeah exactly that's um, exactly what i meant stacy i know <sighs> So we have had, like, I think it's been really cool. Can I tell you a story just about the podcast? I'm so excited, yeah. So I have a client. I do hair. I think most people know that. And so I had a client recently that was at her daughter's school. Very cool little probably private school or something like that. And she was talking to a teacher. Not her daughter's teacher, just talking to a teacher. And she's a young mom. She's cool looking, I think. And she was talking to a teacher about podcasts. And the teacher said, oh, well, I only listen to um, this, like, relation. And she stopped. And Sarah, my client, was like, wait, what podcast? And she's like, oh, it's this, this local whatever. And she was like, Sarah goes, relationship? And the, because the teacher didn't want to say shit in front of a parent. She just realized, like, what she was, like, saying to her. And so that felt pretty cool that, like, one of the only podcasts, just randomly that my client heard about. And my client was like, I know her. Like, she does my hair. 
So I think maybe the girl kind of knew youth or somebody or something like that. I don't know who it is. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, isn't it like just getting name dropped in children's like school parking? Hey, lots? that's where I want to be in. That's I where think we're that's needed our the demographic. Most. Yeah. People that like deal with children mm-hmm. with the future of America. Um, something else that happened is we got asked to be on, it's already aired, but people could look it up. It's a show called Love and Laughter with Beth. And it's this, I was really strained. I was like kind of weirded out by it. So um, we got asked by a woman who owns the Darling Way, mm-hmm. a lingerie sex toy store, but like cool, like fancy in the Heights, mm-hmm. the Darling Way. And then she has a radio show on ESPN Radio, right? Yeah, that's so weird. But, you know, ESPN, they want to know. They want to know everything. It's not just about sports. There's sex. But we went There's, there. Yeah, we did go. Do you think the the sex, like, because I think football is pretty, like, homoerotic and stuff. Like, tight pants, touching butts, teammate, like, they get... Sweating they get on top of together. each other. Yeah. I mean, the first position is a guy on all fours holding a ball in between both of us. And another guy comes directly behind and puts his crotch in the other guy's butt. And then they go, whoo. <laughs> if that's not sexual, what is sex? I yeah. don't know what it is Just anymore. Bros. So we were on that network, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I'm sure that's out there. People can find it. But we talked just about, she was, her mind was blown that like, we have sex freely. We're like unapologetic about our bodies. She hated the word fat. Well, Which we've very, talked about it before. Very normal. Yeah, it is But she normal. was open to it. Like, as soon yeah. as we were like, hey, that's our word, she was like, okay, cool. I do like that she touched about a, a, just a reality, which is that a lot of people use that word as a weapon, you know? And uh-huh. that's how it's used the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. It's either a weapon or it's associated with something bad. So calling somebody fat when you don't really know... Um, if they're comfortable with it or if they have owned that in themselves, then yeah. that can be dangerous for sure. So, so I, even, she's gonna... I feel like if being fat, I can use s- like smell your own kind. You can see other fat people. So I have to. I mean, they're them. visibly. Yeah. They're visibly. I can they're, see You them. can see them easier, too. So sometimes people I had this bag of clothes and um, the girl wasn't as fat as me, but she was fat. And so I had this bag of like clothes that were some not even worn but I was done with them. So first things, I'm just going to ask somebody if they want, you know. So I asked this girl, hey, do you want to look through this bag of clothes? And I don't know her very well. It's my first time meeting her. Yeah. And she was just like, she just looked at my body and she was like, no. Like, (laughs) that won't fit. And I think she was maybe offended that I was like, hey, fat to fat, do you want to look through my fat clothes? Like, you could maybe grow into them. F that's F, like, that's yeah. a new category. F that's, to F. You go on Craigslist and it's fat women trying to give you clothes and calling you fat in the process. Yeah, that's true. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I definitely do remember, like, I, I do get that where you start comparing and you're like, I'm not, th- I'm that fat, but I'm not that fat. Uh, my favorite thing to do to my guy friends is like look at a fast person and go, is that what I look like? <laughs> God, no. And I'm like. If it was, I think I look bad. I think I look worse than them. Like it's it's so interesting. It's just again the same thing of saying that it's like the worst insult you could call somebody. I posted this on my Facebook page, but maybe like a year or two ago, I overheard this these two like best friends talking, and they were both fat. And the girl, one of the girls, was talking to her friend about how um, her current partner's ex girlfriend had like called her a fat bitch and like called her all this, you know, like all these names or whatever. But the one that stuck out to her was fat bitch. And she said it with the most 
like conviction to her. And this girl told me that, uh, told her friend, I was just you very in it. Yeah, I was very in it. I was like, what? She told me. Yeah, I felt like it was, was my listening. story. Um, but she told her friend that uh, she like basically told the ex off and was like, hey, you're only saying that to me because you think that's the worst thing you can say to me. I was like, your boyfriend is still fucking me, okay? Mm -hmm. Even if you have washboard abs, he's still with me and not with you. And I was just like, oh my God, I love her. Yeah. She's the fucking best. Like, I think that's a good comeback. Yeah. Well, she said, um, no, she had something else. I'm going to look it up and I'm going to post it on a relationship page. Oh, because it was on your Facebook. It was something she gave. It was like a really good, funny retort. And I forget what it was. Uh Uh-huh. It was, uh, um, it was I awesome. think about that with my exes or any of my exes, like their new partners. None of them are as fat as me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I wonder if they're like, what? You know, looking at me, what? Some of them are straight sizes. Some of them are like very healthy BMIs. Petites. Yeah. And so um, they were just like, what's the deviation here? Yeah. Well, you're spectacular and perfect and funny that's and true. amazing. So that's what the deviation. What is. I hope they think it is is my like oral sex skills. I yeah. hope it haunts them at night. Yeah, yeah that yeah. fat bitch. But like, damn, does she suck a dick better than me? I'm never gonna be able to do it. Like, that's what they're thinking. They're going, I'm never gonna be able to measure up, literally God, and so. figuratively. That's what? right. <laughs> that's right. The bigger your waist says, the more I can deep throat or something. Yeah. You know? Well, you're used to like you know stuff and food down there, uh-huh. so it's like. Get those six-inch meatball subs down there. I could definitely fit your little dick in there. Yeah. And you know what? Bless you, people of the world who get your dick sucked by fat women. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, It is a service that we provide that we've gotten good at. That's, you know, that's terrible and fattest. That's what I'm going to call. Okay, so we have a guest here. Speaking of fat people. We do. Speaking of fat people. Let's find out what she thinks about fat people. So this is the co-creator of the Tulips Zine which is amazing, and the Tulips Facebook group, which is huge and full of women, and we're on it. A great space for people. Nadia Al-Khalifi. Al-Khalifa. God damn it! I say Khalifi every time. She was like, hey, that's not how you say it. I'm going to do it again, okay? And now, everybody, Nadia Al-Khalifa. Like Wiz Khalifa. Like Wiz Khalifa. Hi. Hi. I'm so sorry. Nadia Wiz Khalifi. (laughs) Nadia Wiz Khalifi. That would be great to go Wheezy Khalifi. And we know that that is your brother. Yeah. He is. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm married to him. Oh, Oh, okay. Both of those things at the same time. It's controversial. And you know Amber Rose through that. Like, they were together, right? Mm -hmm. So, what a good modern family. I love her. You guys split your time between here and L.A.? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Congratulations (laughs) on your happiness. So, what made you start that zine? Like, what? Well, tell everybody, uh, like, what it is first. Yeah, What it is. So, the zine, which is associated with a Facebook group of almost 800 women and non-binary individuals, um... It's a safe space, a creative space for connecting, um, networking, kind of educating one another. Originally, I wanted to start it because I feel like there was a lot of wonderful groups of women in Houston, and we were either not connecting or there was so much bickering between one of them, like, oh, I don't like her. She dated so-and-so. And And there was so much of that, so I wanted there to be a space where everyone can kind of just be completely bare Mm -hmm. um, and translucent. And kind of just see that we're all very similar. We're dealing with the same crap. Um, so that was the beginning of it. Um, where the name came from, I'm a little perverted child. Um, in first grade, I had an instructor who made a little cute joke. You know, what's the flower on your face? 
And I was like, oh, tulips. And so I've remembered this for years. And then around like my preteens, I was like, oh, I've got lips down there too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, tulips. Yeah. 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 That's, That's adorable. I, tulip is I my didn't favorite know flower. That. Yeah. And it is very vaginal, right? Yeah. 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 So the soft petals, <laughs> you have soft petals. Yeah, I think it's perfect. They, it's they're perfect. made in Sweden. Is that one of them? I don't think tulips are made in Sweden. Like, I think you might be thinking of Holland. How they Holland. have like a shit ton okay. of Okay, did I just? Well, it's racial, but I think they're white. Oh so my god! Matter. Oh ha! It's so insensitive. You can't do anything. I can't wrong. tell those countries people. apart. And you're an immigrant, so you can't. You yeah, can say it's whatever just like further away <laughs> from them than you guys are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had never heard of Sweden until I moved here. Oh really? Seriously? No. I just I love that you guys believed me though. Oh. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that shows how little we think of Venezuela. We're like, That's oh, exactly. God. Well, they probably don't have books, and they might not. I remember people thinking, like, actually asking me. They're like, so do you guys hunt with arrows? Or, like, is there? What? And I was like, we have cities, dude. Like, a subway. Yeah, actually, have, it's a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a crossbow. That's pretty Bare badass. hands. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Nadia, so you started this. You said women, non-binary. How... Like, it's up to 800. Yeah, it's up to 800. Does that feel like too much? Because essentially, so the, the zine is one thing. That's a mm-hmm. publication you put out. Mm-hmm. But the Facebook group. It's I a completely mean, different thing. Yeah, and you, okay, so I wonder if we're going to kind of get into the world where Facebook group creators, you're creating content, you're creating a building. Like, you don't have a physical building, but you're creating a space, like you said. Mm-hmm. So are we going to get into where that's like kind of a goal for people? I want to create a community online. That's what you did. I did. But you didn't do it to get huge. Yeah, I didn't do it to get huge. I honestly thought it would stay under 60 people. Mm -hmm. But we like, we're like, so invite whoever you want, whomever would enjoy this space. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I recently took a hiatus from the group. And it's just like, oh, I've been out of it for a week because I needed a hiatus. And I'm like, I need it back because I've done it for two years. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much, I feel like I'm actually managing a group of individuals. I hate to use that term, maybe just leading people to be a little more self-reflective and to kind of just take the internet a little more seriously, not all about trolling and use that space like you're actually in real life, like real people, not using it to troll one another. You do. So I'm going to say something. Go for it. That might be controversial. Some of it's annoying, right? Like, there's a lot of people that just complain about very mundane things. A lot of people that co-sign on really bad behavior, in my opinion. So I don't... But listen, because it's such a nice space, I don't comment, like, get the fuck over it. I don't... You know, like, I don't do that on any space (laughs) on the internet. But I'm not trolling. Nobody's really doing that. Mm -hmm. They're all, like, supporting. It's like a hug for every person. Even if they write something bananas yeah um so i have found that but you will comment on everybody just this thoughtful response (laughs) hey i see what you're saying and i get that that must be frustrating consider this you know like if they're (laughs) being inflammatory or something like that yeah i definitely i'm not about a space that's all about bashing individuals or bad negative behavior like i i i will not entertain that Mm -hmm. and so i'm i hear you out because i feel like we've all as younger women have been really futile, and we're like, bitch. You know, we've all gone through that. It's just an underlying misogynistic, you know, underlying in our community. We're just instilled with that and conditioned to feel that way. Yeah, I definitely get that. And I think, um, 
I mean, we, we were just talking about the idea of like judging somebody who's in a different time than you. Like mm-hmm. maybe they're five years earlier than you and you were them five years ago, you know, and it's hard to accept that maybe they have, they're going through something that you've like overcome already mm-hmm. and judging them based on the fact that they're not where you are. They have to actually like go through it, go through some shit in order to like come out of it and understand what they did wrong. Yeah. And Certainly another person that they don't know on the internet is not really going to be the catalyst for that. Like nothing that you say is really going to be the thing that makes them turn over to a new page. They have to go through the hard knocks and figure out that they fucked up, that they didn't say the right thing, that they judged somebody that they shouldn't have. Um, I do like the fact that it's... um, that it's a space I so I also took a hiatus, which I texted you. Well, I didn't text you. I messaged you about possibly. I was like, I don't I know how I'm feeling. Her all it. the time about you do? stuff written on there. Oh, that's so funny. Does everybody? I get so many messages. Oh my it's god! Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just people who reach out to me and like, hey, I just I think you give wonderful advice. I kind of just want you to help me just listen to me and help me, you know, kind of bounce off of you. I get that usually is what it is. <clears throat> but yeah, you two are the most recent. At the same time, I think maybe the oh same day or like the same couple days. We had not talked about it at no. all. I but never it, tell anybody because I feel shamed. And I'm like, too. oh my God, what that person said to you. Or, oh my God, what, the, or like, you know. But like, I, I get it. Especially what you were saying earlier, these very mundane topics mm-hmm. where you're like, why? And so what I always try to do is if I'm trying to uh, like wonder why someone does something, I ask myself, why would I do that? So it falls in line. There's many variables. Like when you're younger, you have an experience, yada, yada. Um, and then also this like need for dopamine, which just comes with the internet. You want people to comment. And what, so like one of our most uh, popular contributors is somebody that just kind of like a tweeting update on everything in their life, which I think is really wonderful. Um, but I know it's not something for everybody. But... I can't. I can't like say stop. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't because I want to be able to say whatever I want to say. Like, mm-hmm. and I do like that. So you're right. When I think, oh god, like complaining about this again. Um, Another like scroll uh, past. I like, got an STD, and I'm like, girl, I've had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking about something way less stakes than an STD. <laughs> I would love to talk about sex health on there. Um, okay, so but I the only other thing I'm a part of a group on Facebook is a Bravo like housewives group. What? So, yeah, well, I love Why it. am I not in this? Oh, I will add <gasps> you. And w- Do you watch Housewives? Oh, my God. This just Lisa became about the Lisa Vanderpump. Housewives. She's the best one. Are you sad uh, about Pink Dog? Yes. I hope, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with that woman. I'm not somebody who cares about, like, extra floral arrangements at a dinner. Mm-hmm. But, like, watching her, and she does it with such ease and breeze. And she's so classy. And she's so funny. Is and she your favorite of all of them? Oh, yeah. Hands okay. down. She's so funny. Her Brit humor. When she keeps saying it's Brit humor, I'm like, no, I just think you're really funny and you're refreshing. She doesn't care what she says. My best friend is British, and I can say that I feel like it is British humor. You think? Because, yeah. So, Faye, my best friend, she doesn't listen to this, so she won't hear it. But I love her so much. Um, so she has very dry humor, uh, very cutting about herself and other people. It's hilarious. Just little things. It's not like, ha ha ha. Just everything she says, her little musings about life. It's also delivery. Well, that's because, listen, their accent (laughs) is so gorge that they can say anything they want. I'm surprised that she's your favorite. Look, we can't go on that long because Oha's already put down her mic. She hates this. Oh, it's so good. I don't hate it. I just don't have anything to contribute to it because I don't hear it, but I want to hear what you guys are talking about. It's the best, Um, but I would think Candy is the best housewife. Candy from Atlanta? Yeah, she's just the most talented. She is really talented. 
she wrote No Scrubs. Like, she just is really good music producer, all this stuff, and she's amazing. She has a sex toy. Like, she's oh, like freaky yeah. and she's open about it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. she had that little, it's a little mini podcast, right? She does. It stuff. was like something with candy. Yeah, well, she did like sex toy parties and stuff. She's she's really interesting. Listen, I love them all. That is my sports. Those people, those players. I'll put together a thing. I'll add you to this group. I made a friend recently with a man, Jay. He does listen. Jay and I text we've never met in real life. We text all the time about, like, Teddy's blush or Lisa Vanderpump's dog or Candy's, you know, whatever. We talk about all of them. Is that your specific relationship with him? That's the only way. How did you meet this guy? <laughs> well, it's, like, just through people uh. on Facebook. Like, he, his friend comes, gets her hair done by me, and then he's friends with Stephanie Whittles, who owns Rec Room, and, like, I've... I've taken to like writing threesome on all of her posts or like her Abby Koenig's posts. So I think it gets a lot like some attention and people are like, who, why is she always doing this? So he responded to me one day. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And you are a consummate social person. You're most social. She's so good at it. It is honestly, it's the mastery of connecting with people. I think there's probably a ton of people out there that are like, no, she's not. Oh, I, I think, think you are masterful. As somebody who doesn't know you well enough, uh -huh. I think you are. And you're not somebody that it comes off as fake. It comes off as genuine. And you're just genuinely wanting to know people. Re that's and really you nice. and you push past surface conversations. That's which is what I, that's why people think it's aggressive. I like that. I mean it is aggressive. There's nothing wrong with it. I am aggressively gonna be your friend. How many times did you shit today? Well, just once, but uh Oh, wow. I would, yeah, I would say that. I would be like, oh my God, my stomach is upset. Like, I've been pooping. You know that, you know. It's because you ask a lot of questions. You have a natural curiosity mm -hmm. towards what people are doing. And I think I'm so much, I'm more, I'm much more reserved. What are you like? Are you I'm in the, in the middle. middle. Okay. I'm, well, I'm incredibly blunt, but I know it makes other people uncomfortable. I don't want to interfere with their, you know, comfort bubble. So I just slow into it. So I get them comfortable. And then I'm like, bam. You're out all all the time, like when I, which I admire about you. So I'm not like, doom girl, you out all the time. <laughs> I can see you in many different rooms. Yeah, I, I don't ever want to stick to one, you know, group of individuals. You're not with the same group. So I'm always with the same group. My friends and I go here, 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 and you're there, and you're with different friends. Mm -hmm. Amazing to me. And it's interesting. I think um, possibly the past. Three years, I stopped trying to meet everybody to meet everybody. That was just the early 20s. Like, hey, let's have fun. And I just, I'm over it. And so I actually started, like, reaching out to friends that, you know, you were always like, oh, I'll see you next summer. Let's hang out. So I just cut the chase. And I was like, let's go grab coffee. Let's go grab cocktail. A friend date. You don't care about you. Oh, yeah. Them. I will do them now. Like, I go. just, you know, or even people who I don't know that well, but I have, like, a girl crush on them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to hang out with you. And so I'll, like, make up a date. I'll buy them drinks. Has she ever asked you to coffee? Mm -mm. Me either. No. Yeah. Wow. No. I think it's, maybe she thinks we're busy, you know? Because yeah. that's a high Probably. compliment. Actually, you guys Listen, are really busy. Thinks, yeah. I think I like for people to think that I'm super busy. She started the text and she was like, nah, she no, won't she to. won't want to. <laughs> uh, hey, I do that too. I believe in like a, um, a friend date. I'll do it. Guys, girls, I'll say what it is. I'm very clear about let's go on a friend date guy. Anybody, nobody ever gets the wrong impression. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, that's how you got to get to know friends. Yeah. We're not in school anymore. We don't have like recess. We can't play kickball together. Let's go sit and have coffee. You got to activate. You, you gotta to do it on activate. purpose. I find it hard to have 
newer guy friends who don't want to fuck me and don't take it seriously when I put them into that corner of mm-hmm. we're just going to be a friend. I would say you're you're more fuckable than me. So that probably happens to you more. Like, I get a lot of, like... I probably have yeah, less sex safe. than you, though. I'm not, well, I'm not I'm having not. any. So. <laughs> not trying to brag, but... But, uh... I'm not fucking. I'm dry. Yeah. No, I'm very wet, but I am <laughs> emotional. It's not dry. nothing getting done about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nobody plow in this field. Um, are, you do, are you doing no sex on purpose? Um, I did recently have sex for the first time in a while. Congrats. But I was actually dating somebody... Um, who we didn't have any intercourse. We dated them for a couple of months. We had no sex at all, which was really shocking. And I think that just took me for a ride of like mental anguish. Like, well, what's wrong with me? I'm not fuckable. Although we were doing oral sex and that was wonderful. And looking back, it wasn't that good. But for me, it was wonderful. I mean, but I think this individual was so overstimulated from porn growing up that that ruined everything and I use excuses of oh I don't use condoms and I hate birth control because I don't want to screw over my mental illness yeah and my mental uh, my medication and so I don't want to get on it and I'm like I'm surprised there's a guy out there who refuses to have sex without a condom or with a condom just because he doesn't like them for months and I was like, I don't know. This is weird. So you kind of started putting some things together of like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense at all. I was like, why don't you want to fuck me? And also I was like being really vain too, I think. Where I'm like, I am, well, like five months into it, um, you know, the thing is like with sex, sex doesn't make everything, but that really showcases that connection if it's there or not, mm-hmm. right? Or some kind of connection. But I never had that ability Let's get you a top up because we want to hear about that. We are drinking just so everybody knows we can hear. Oh, bless you, baby. She's proving she's drinking. Drinking some Bellinis, motherfucker. Hey, I I have a little bit of experience with this. Just a little bit of the idea. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about porn and our ideas of it. And I've had to get some of mine debunked. But I, when a guy, because that can happen. First of all, there's a thousand reasons why people don't feel ready to have sex or want to have sex. I try to respect that. Right. But it is a connection. Yeah. And so if you're dating for months, you expect you expect that kind of connection. In fact, I think eventually like it's needed. For me. I agree. I couldn't date maybe. Yeah, I think there's like people out there that are asexual that are not that interested in sex. For me personally, I need that connection. So I Same. need somebody who'd be willing to do that. And want to do that. Right. So this, the porn thing, you could tell. How did, did you guess it? Did he all talk about it? Um, so he briefly brought it up. He was homeschooled and he was like, oh, I would do all my work in the morning and then just sit there and watch porn and masturbate at night. So that made sense. It all made sense. Um, and then his foreplay, he's a really aggressive guy. It was incredibly sexy uh, and it turned me on. I was like, I've never been with somebody so strong. He like throws me around like a rag doll. I love that because nice. I'm so tiny. Not really, but I really like that idea of that. But when there was no intimacy followed with it, it was just like, it was an old, it's, oh, you could have been anyone kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's something like with not just sex in general, but there's an intimacy about like really cuddling somebody or for me at least. 
Um, and it, like, I, like you mentioned that it really is t- from person to person, our n- level of needs, it, it's going to differ. And as long as you communicate that, it'll be well. And that's another thing. He, although was comfortable talking about sex, he really wasn't comfortable talking about intimacy and his own desires with intimacy. Yeah. I, re- I recently went out with a guy and I might've like already talked about this, but that was so jokey about things. And like, it could be that he didn't see a future with me. It could be that he wasn't. I don't know, attracted me, even though he said he was. Wait, jokey how? Joke, like he, so afraid of intimacy that he was joking about everything. Oh, like he would like tickle you to like cuddle you? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like high school? But even more, like more awkward than that. Like if you went like, like uh, a, a I'm licking gr- you with my fingers. Oh, do, 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 do. Yeah, just like he's actually doing that. Yeah, but he didn't do that, but there was things like... Or when he come, he goes, boop, 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 uh, boop, boop. Yeah, exactly. I d- we never got there because like even kissing or fooling around was just so hard for him to get that comfortable being weird. Like it, it was very like surface. He was like, uh, like let's laugh about, oh God. And then you start... Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And it's making me think of high school. So I, I don't know if it's... I don't know. All I thought was he's hiding something, whether it's from himself, from me, whatever it may be. That's his thing. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, so he can work that out with somebody else. I just gave up on it. Like, it's not worth that chase. He's cool and funny outside of all that other stuff, but I'm not... I'm not you want it just to flow... Yeah, yeah, and you want to be able to have, like, real... The best sex comes from talking outside of the bedroom. I agree. And if he can't talk outside of the bedroom about that stuff, let alone in the bedroom, it ain't going to happen. Would you how, Would you ask questions about it? Like, would you push him at all? Or Constant. I'm just, yeah, I'm like, curious. Like, you know my personality. I'm just straight up, like, hey, is this going to happen? You know, like, why did it take you so long to hug me? What What's going on? Straight and he would answer some through text a little bit more in person. He'd be like, "Look at the sky, isn't it blue? What's that weird?" You know, and okay, you know, yeah, I just leave now. There is definitely something. It definitely feels like a coping mechanism in the way that it's so that it's specific to him. Like other people will have different coping mechanisms. Like um, what you were talking about in the whole porn thing. It's like, oh, he can't, the reason he can't be intimate is this. The reason he can't be intimate is this funny, well, and maybe that's not the root. It's more of like the presentation part of the problem. But don't you think that this porn obsession, right? So when it goes past normal, we all watch porn. Mm -hmm. Where you can't come without it. Yeah. When you need that, like extreme because if you watch normal porn and then you go harder harder hard, like more hardcore more hardcore you're desensitized all he right? he was he had to like do aggressive foreplay moves to get hard so that's when i was realizing that he went too far mm-hmm. like he is very desensitized to the softness that comes with not being aggressive so and it was very um God, I was so porn-like, you know, the, pulled out the gag. And I would drunkenly laugh and pull it off and take off the cuffs and run around like an idiot going, <laughs> and that made him even more annoyed, which is like, I was like, is that the reason why he ended it with me? It was because I jokingly would drunkenly take off these very, like, serious, aggressive foreplay, sex things, which probably was a factor because I thought it was funny. Because he was so into it. And I was like, I'm just going to be a bitch and take well, these off. He possibly was just like, if she's not down with this, 
like, I mean, he, maybe he wanted you to be very serious about it. Because if you watch those, like, extreme things, they're very serious. The girls are just like, yes, sir. Come and in my mouth, please. Yeah, but it's also like, communicate that, buddy. Like, Yeah, if exactly. You, well, he if, can't. Yeah. Because he hasn't even worked it through himself. Right. So he's hiding, you said, coping mechanisms in the computer. And yeah. it's not everybody that watches porn. I want to say that again. I it's watch this porn. Kind of, well, you're so brave. I watch some of it. Me it's too. funny. Fun. You watch it for the comedy. Well, like <laughs> that's what we said when we were in discussion. high school. Like, oh my god, this is really funny. Look at how what they're about to do. Oh my god, this is really weird. Oh, gig, 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 well, like it's good. <laughs> well, like, I listen to it for certain, or I listen to it. I. Why would you just listen? Oh my to god, porn? radio porn. That's well, so like funny. I do I, like the sound. I was gonna say I like specifically the sound of a really nice set of balls slapping from behind, or even okay. the view of that. <gasps> you okay? So you associate? Okay, I like the sound of oral sex. Like all of it, the gagging, all of it. Is that not a part of it? Is that how you do it? That's how I do it. I go. Oh, that's good. And that's how it ends. And that's how long it lasts too. Speaking of sex sounds, (laughs) the last two times I slept with this wonderful guy, uh, I farted. That's the first time I ever farted. And I remember I instinctively was (laughs) like, "Did I just queef?" And I told him this: "Did I just queef or did I just fart?" And he goes, "It's okay." Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, that's good. And I that's was okay. like, damn, he's a keeper. <laughs> are you only having sex with guys you're dating? Or are you down with like the um, friends with I benefits? I used to be very open to the idea. I've never done friends with benefits. Uh, I, me, knowing me, I will get connected or they will get connected. I have to be dating somebody. And I've gone through the stage where I was doing one night stands and I like knocked my number up um, because I, you know, you count that shit. It actually um, doesn't count if it's only one time. Oh, no way. No, yeah, For a yeah. one night stand. Legally, it doesn't count. Legal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it the doesn't. Bureau not of, in, not in Texas. Um, the we census. Voted. It does not count. Okay, the so census, just take yeah. them off, delete them. I kind of wish. But I recently did do my list. So I'm at 20. But I need to like adjust that because um, I remember. So Stacy and I actually, did I show you my list or did I talk to you about my list? No, but we share. I think, so I was talking about my list with you, and I asked you, because I wanted your opinion, I was like, would you consider, if a guy gave you oral sex, would you consider that part of it? And so I included in my list, like, oral sex and all these other things. I wrote it all out, and I'm surprised I remember names. There's only one person I don't remember, and it was a guy I picked up at a karaoke bar, which makes me cringe. And the story behind that's kind of funny. So we went back to his um, really cute, spanky, you know, midtown apartment. And he turns on some rap music. And I have a good butt. Um, I'm proud of that. And he goes, can I do you doggy style and watch your ass jiggle with the rap music on? And I go, okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right. And he was so into it. And seeing him so happy to, like, watch the waves of my ass jiggle, um, it was interesting. It wasn't me. Uh, I never spoke to him again. I don't even know his name. Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah. But I love the sweet. Well, actually, I love the sweetness of asking, hey, can I? Um, can I fulfill can I this, this fantasy with you? Mm. Just like if I that's play? adorable. That's, I think what I liked about it. I could be this fantasy person for him. Uh, but not like he like l- went out like searching for somebody like, you're going to be the one. I'm going to see your ass jiggle with some rap music. Uh, you know, it just happened so naturally. Y'all vibed, and he was like, damn, she got a great ass. I want to do it. Like, it turned him on uh, before you guys even got there. Yeah. The and, idea of and it. And fun fact, he is the hugest dick I've ever seen. Why didn't you write his name down? 
I don't because he was so lame, like personality wise. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like that was the biggest turn off was how lame he was, and I was like, oh, don't no. you miss you? Don't you wish you could go back to those days where you could turn that off? Like yeah. they're very lame, and you're just like, yeah, fuck. Like I have just like been like, we're gonna do this. You're so boring. We could just do this. Oh, I can. I have to make no, a. Yeah, yeah. I'm I have to do a social. I have to have a, some kind of a connection there. You know what's funny oh. is a guy's never said that about any of us. You know, they've always been like, she's dynamic. She's amazing. <laughs> I've never had a guy say dynamic. She's dynamo. You know what? They think of you in their head like that. It's like very educated in their head. Outside, I, they're just like, nice tits. But inside, <laughs> they're like, what a dynamic woman. I feel like yeah. they, oh, yeah. They, I was just like, I feel like uh, when they speak it, they have like a small Rolodex of like, yeah. Damn, fine. You know, shorty, you know, really Short. small. I love that an Italian guy that speaks slang to the a shorty. Shorty, hey, damn. A hey, damn. Bugatti. Garden state. The garden state, yes. We were talking about, this is not anything to do with it. We were talking about doing garden state, like Jersey. She called Jersey Shore garden state. Why? Accidentally? I just didn't know. She just got it confused, and then we thought of like a fake reality show of like hipsters in a beach house. Just oh, I like would, I would watch it. Yes. I love really crappy reality shows. Oh, yeah. Did you watch I the Alabama like, Shore? We the Alabama Shore. It's so stu- Alabama Shore. You should watch it. It's is it supposed to be like Jersey Shore, but Alabama? So yes, and it's disgusting. So I have a real <laughs> question. Like, what is? And tell me, like, honestly, is it? What is it about those shows that are so engaging for you guys? Okay, there's a multiple. I got ready there. I was like, okay. I'm excited. No, I, I really want to know. To be asked this, <laughs> convince oh, me, baby. There's a multiple. So my biggest guilty pleasure. Well, I don't find it guilty, but everybody should wants I? to consider that is the Bachelor franchise. It's so cheesy. It hurts to watch. But there's moments that kind of help you as an individual self-reflect, like, hey, maybe I should be communicating more to somebody because you're kind of forced to meet new people and to be very on. So self-reflecting and watching that, I'm like, you know what? I should be asking these harder questions on the first date. Or, you know, why do we feel like we can't talk about X, Y, Z on the first date or whatever? And they just throw it in there. They're like, yeah, I want two kids and a dog, and I would love to fuck you. It's like really, really fast. That's, That's really sweet. sweet. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not too soon. That's love one of them. You. But I also think it's funny when these individuals go on there, they're really innocent, some of them. And they just they don't think that they're really obnoxious. You know, I don't know. You just put people in together, they don't know anybody, they just they go kind of go crazy. I like watching that. Is it what's different? And be honest, what's is that any different than going to like a zoo and watching the monkeys hurl poop at each other? Oh no, it's the same and thing. And be like, so cute. And the only thing that's different, so there's probably sedatives at the zoo mm-hmm. and there's alcohol at reality shows. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. I actually don't hate reality shows. I when I watch them, I can watch them and get into it. But I never go back to them as a source of comfort, which it definitely feels like it's a comforting thing. Yeah. Um. It, it feels like the kind of stuff that you can consume, and it's fun, and it's easy, and you get to like enjoy the moments that you're watching it. But I do get confused. We, and we talked about this last time, but I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for them and I feel sad, not for like Vanderpump or anything, but Bachelor specifically. I'm like, these poor people. Like, you should what feel are they? very bad for Vanderpump. Okay, for the Vanderpumps? <laughs> yes. Okay. And all of her successes. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, oh, I thought you meant, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Vanderpump rules. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm worried about Britney. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, you know what I think to myself? I'm like, 
Um, They're my friends. Had anybody ever really imagined themselves as a reality TV star? I'm sure that they do. And then what does that bring them? Like, I'm just thinking about what they like get yeah, from that you know looking down on them first of all it's this whole it's misogyny wrapped up people devalue what women care about and women like reality tv um specifically this kind this bachelor vanderpump you know all the bravo things listen you look down on your nose at them because you feel like you're better than them you feel bad for them but and everybody does that that hates it listen they're characters of themselves it's no different than watching Law and Order SVU, or what do you watch? What TV show? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, they're characters. They're coming up with storylines. They're they're playing into their character. They they know what people want from them, and they're right. giving it. Well, I think it's interesting. So I know in some cases, I'm always curious about them. So I'll go and read it and read about the behind the scenes. And so sometimes they're fed storylines. Well, they go with it. A lot of times, individuals who go to reality shows are, you know, wanting to do acting or some kind of entertainment. That's true. But I think the main thing that I really like to see is people kind of become their true self, whether it be good or bad, because you're taken completely out of your comfort zone and you're put in a place with people you don't know. And it's like you have a complete like reset button. And so they kind of have this moment of like, I can be so outrageous. I can say the most outrageous things. And yeah. then I just, I love to hear what they say. The best thing about them is the, like the sayings. Like, I think my favorite reality show is probably going to be uh, Drag Race because of all these sayings they come out with. Oh, well, Drag Race is my favorite TV show of all time. But like, I, now it's kind of like getting to the point where you can tell they're trying so hard to come out with a one-liner. But I'm like, oh, when it was earlier seasons, it was so natural. So organic. God, it was. It. There's no difference in Drag Race and any of the other ones. They are performing. They're putting on a show for you, a makeup for you. They're doing challenges, even if it's going to a car dealership and driving a car with somebody that they hated last year. Like, it's all, I mean, I think if you just, like, let go. I don't have... I do. I could have a whole feminist argument about it, like you were saying about how it makes you like reflect on yourself and what you can talk about on a date and all these things about The Bachelor. But I just like I turn off my brain and I just watch bitches fight. That's true, and I yeah. love it. Flavor of Love was the best for that. For me. Oh, I, yes, yeah. and like you can follow these people. I I just love it. Remember Anna Nicole Smith? You know when you said that's it's outrageous. I'm like Anna Anna. That was her theme song. <laughs> Listen, they it just feels good yeah. to just watch it. It's like a t it's a TV show. Yeah, it really is entertainment. And but when you put the word reality on it, first of all, this many years of doing reality, it's not real anymore. Yeah. Because the producers are all up in it. But even from the beginning, it's just funny. Like life is stupid. You do stupid shit. I do stupid shit. Let's just put a camera in front of it. And it's funny. Laugh at it. I definitely like how it mirrors like a soap opera, but a, like a well-acted soap opera almost. Mm -hmm. Like um, that whole notion of like there being this core group of people and they recycle fuck each other in different combinations and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what all TV shows are about. All TV shows on for long enough, everybody will fuck everyone unless it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, reputable or something like yeah. hyper, like Emmy winning crazy town. But even still, uh, I think I think the thing that bothers me a little bit about it is um, super bad behavior that's like detrimental to somebody's like 
like Psyche. something that's yeah something that will hurt them or something that will like uh, make them feel less than um, because I don't think a lot of people who go on reality TV shows come out of the TV show the, the reality TV show world and like go on to like you know I don't know I mean I, I don't know what they go on to do I guess I, it's I'm trying it's, to remember what one of the reality shows I don't remember which one it was but apparently um, I think it was actually Big Brother they actually had to give them like um, or have them meet with somebody to kind of like get out of it and get into the right mindset because you're closed off from the world. So that's interesting. I feel like that's that's something that they probably all have to do is go back into reality. But before then, sit down with like a psychologist and kind of talk <laughs> everything, which sounds nuts. But when you're closed off and you're being so influenced with this, what is it, fourth wall, yes. um, you kind of have to like talk to somebody and make sure that you're not going crazy. So I, yeah, I just think that it's a, what do we care what they go on to do? We don't worry about what, like, the bit actor on SVU goes on to do. I do. I care about that stuff. I was going to say I do, too. I, um, because that's my second favorite type of show. I follow all the Bachelor people on Instagram. And I'm like, you're living the most amazing life. The Bachelor is funny because they look for people with mental illness. Like, they Mm. look for women Mm -hmm. with personality disorders. Yeah. Yeah. I have never actually watched Bachelor, and so I am... I am open to it. I, though, don't want to watch women fight over a man. I will That's watch women fight over whether somebody apologized for something or mm-hmm. not. I will watch women <laughs> fight over, like, who called them when their nephew was born. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to watch women fight over a man. I think that's one of the interesting things is everyone's like, you watch this? You, Nadia? Because I hate watching women, especially fight over a man who really isn't that great no. at all. But I think what it is, is all the interactions, it helps, again, me self-reflect and showcase, like, this is what people do in real life. These women fight over it. It's just so extreme because there's one man, you know? Could you imagine, though, like, imagine going to, like, your local bar and there's one guy and you're very thirsty. And guess what? There's 25 other girls that are very thirsty. Like, oh. That are curated and put there for... So to go back to this thing, which I didn't mention, but I was on The Voice. That is a real thing that happened to me. I usually have to bring it up. Wait. I'm just bringing it up because it's... Were you actually shown? Yeah, I was on season two of The Voice. And so this is what happened. As soon as you get eliminated, you're escorted off of stage and you go into a shrink's office. Mm. Yeah, so... That happened right. to me with just being like basically just a few episodes into the voice. So, and this is a really funny thing, but like I walked in, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I forget about all the shit that happened, but he is the same psychologist for the uh, the biggest loser. Um, he invited me to be on the biggest loser, by the way. He's Worst like, you should be on your it. life not doing because <laughs> yeah. you would have met Bob Harper. Yeah. And I goddamn <laughs> love him. So, but they do, they ask you questions like, you know, how do you feel about being eliminated? Like, how do you feel about going back into your life? Because they basically took care of me for like three months. They paid my rent. They gave me all my clothes. They paid all my food. Like you were in a completely alternate universe when you're there. And I just got a minuscule dime size of a taste of being on reality TV. Do you feel like you came out different at all? I definitely... Um, it definitely widened my perspective of how much money is involved in these productions and how big the world really is of Hollywood. And uh, The Voice is a machine. It is a reality TV machine. There are 
like imagine this there were 150 people initially auditioning out of all the cattle calls and all that stuff but the first time that i went to la 150 people and the second time I went to la they got rid of a of 50 people but for all of those 100 people they flew out their family members two three four five of their family members the family members got their own rooms Every two people, I think, got their own rooms of your family members. Your family members had a stipend daily to eat food, um, to be at the hotel or whatever. Like, imagine the amount of fucking money it takes. But do you know that it's a fraction a of what it costs? A fraction of what it costs. Yeah. TV show. Oh, absolutely. I just can't even fucking, I can't even imagine the logistics. Like, you really start to see the production aspect of it. It's incredible. I'm, I, the most fun I had, honestly, was not in front of the cameras, not talking to fucking Carson or whatever. It was production crew. They're so funny. They're so hardworking. They're just like, Dudes and ladies that live in Los Angeles that are working production on a reality TV show, and they are fucking great. And I wish, um, uh, you know, after watching Unreal and all of that, and Bachelorette is a different thing, but totally different. When you look at like people who are like, I want to fucking make it in the music business, that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't there to like be a pop star. That's just not. <laughs> this well, has never did, been in my why purview. Why did you go? Um, why not? I didn't have a job at that point, and I wasn't doing anything with music. And Experience. she was mm. like, I had a friend who was like, you should just fucking go. Why, mm. like, why not? And then it literally resulted in like three and a half months of going back and forth to Los Angeles, getting all my clothes tailored for me. It was really? fucking amazing. <laughs> it was oh honestly a fucking amazing experience. And anybody out there, even if you don't want to be on The Voice, <laughs> just audition. Just see if even you if can you go. Sing, just, just like just fucking go and see if you if somebody will give you the opportunity to be in front of that panel because it is it's honestly like they gave you a job of lounging in a pool for three and a half months. It was amazing. Um, did you date when job. you were doing like did you want to date anybody? Um, Carson. I, I in that moment <laughs> in my life, I was very reserved. Did you try to fuck Carson? I did try to fuck Carson. He's like, I used to be fat. I know what it feels like. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're connecting. He's like, I was fat. I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going back ever. Um, but definitely, I mean, you, when you see the production aspect too, it's like they are taking advantage of you in a lot of different ways. But yeah. also, you're getting a lot of cool shit on yeah. the back end of it. Like those Vanderpump people, they'd be drinking Pinot Grigio, their favorite kind of fucking champagne every day that they want in order for them to get drunk in their performance to be, you know. Yeah. Absolute. I I think the thing, yeah, the thing that bugs me is the woman woman hating on women. I agree. Shit. It I bugs agree. me. So I, well, I it oh. doesn't stop anywhere though. It yeah, and I think that like I look at that and I'm like I will never treat another woman like that or blah, blah blah. But I feel like again like when I was younger, I was one of those girls that was so conditioned that I was like, "Oh, my ex is dating her." And like now I'm like, oh, he's, he's dating this wonderful girl and she's kind of amazing for him because we were never a fit, you know? But th- oh. so I think it's like nice, but I'm older Me and too. I can watch these shows and use that to self-reflect. But it is really toxic, so. I don't, um, I, I love it. I have taken a break from it before, mm-hmm. but I, um, look, I would never react how they react. I'm just like, but I watch it like I watch sports. I'm just like, oh my God, Lisa, why are you saying that? You would never play, you know? And yeah. I'm talking at the TV like my dad did when he would like listen to the Astros and watch the Astros on the, you know? Um, 
they can't hear you. I but like, what I say matters about them. I like that you guys are informed viewers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not watching that reality TV show and going like that's how people treat each other in real life. You think you know that it's enhanced. Please you know? don't yeah. give us give all women enough credit because it's internalized misogyny to think that they're not almost no, all informed viewers. I think that if you're if you're like a 16 or 17 year old and you already have those feelings inside of you, I know because I I watched that kind of stuff like. 10 years ago and felt like vindicated in some of my most basest feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I do, I do agree with anger. I don't think anger needs to be like pushed down. You know what I mean? And those, a lot of those people are reacting in emotions that we know a lot about anger, jealousy, all of our most basic feelings. I just, there's something about the way that they react because it's entertaining or the entertainment value that turns me off and it just makes me feel icky. Well, like, this is another thing, too. So you have to consider the factors behind it, all those other variables, which is, like, something about, I'm, when I know people in real life and they're kind of acting a certain way. Like I was saying earlier, I want to be able to, like, go, why are they reacting this way because of X, Y, Z? So just think about whether the circumstances, they're, they have no outside connections, they're stuck in this room, they're being pushed these agendas, and so they're going to react. And I want to say, like, oh, I would never react that way. I want to say that. And I imagine I would go and, just, you know, headstrong, I would not react, overreact or blah, blah, blah. But I just imagine people break. You know, if you're not yes. mentally prepared. Well, we don't, we think, okay, so us as dumb viewers, everything we see, we think that's real. Mm-hmm. But... The, like Oha saying, all this behind-the-scenes production, there's a million things going on. They mm-hmm. film for 24 hours a day, but they show you an hour a week, okay? So everything happens. The producer's talking to you, cut off from the outside world, no phones, no TVs, nothing like that. Editing. Sometimes cut out from each other. RuPaul's Drag Race, they don't talk after the cameras stop rolling. They go, have to go to their own rooms. Yeah. They're not allowed to be friends. So they get back in the workroom. That's the only time they see each other. Like that. I didn't know that. Yes. See, you got to look at the behind the scenes. Yeah. Wow. If you read the behind the scenes stuff, like how much that goes in. So they want you raw. Mm-hmm. They want you alone. It's like solitaire in prison. And I learned this from Girls Incarcerated, which you guys should all watch. Um, I so I, you watch. Oh my God, I <laughs> fucking love it. So Nani, I want to live inside you. Um <laughs> So, oh, how you're out. Nadia's it's on, okay, it's on Netflix. Um, it's amazing. No, it's I know. Wonderful. It's wonderful. She left. Yeah. Um, so. I couldn't. I, they, it's like solitaire in prison where you're solitary, solitaire the game. Solitaire. Yeah. I was like, I literally imagined a man <laughs> alone in a cell going, okay, Red Jack. Yeah. Uh, he's Black like queen. trying to. Um, so it's this, uh, the alone, you're alone. You only have your thoughts. So I think too, I would go in, look. I relate to people. I have empathy for people. I love to put myself in their shoes. How are they feeling? Are they really trying to hurt me? What's somebody's motivation for that? But when somebody's like whispering in your ear, it's been two weeks when you haven't talked to anybody else, when it's not rolling, you're just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that bitch is trying to kill me, you know? And then you fight her. I want to do that. I think that would be cool. The psychology <laughs> behind it. I think it's a good, again... It's a it's an interesting like thing to watch in a sociological way, uh-huh. but I don't. And again, I'm talking about a personal perspective of that. Like mm-hmm. I I think you should be able to enjoy exactly what you want to mm-hmm. enjoy. I'm sure I watched some shit shit. Well, yeah, we we both watched The Good Witch. Yeah, That's which is a horrible, terrible TV show. TV show. 
but we love it. Yeah, it. it's a horrible show. It's a really horrible bad. Horrible show. It's I like watch Wind Calls the Heart from the Hallmark Channel. Like, they're very bad. Okay, yeah. but you and know it's a reality them. show that like you might actually really enjoy. Okay, it's a reality competition show. What is it? The Great, Great British. British. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love like Great British Bake Off. Listen, Why? I'm going to take a hard the stance on this. The British food looks disgusting. Oh what? my god! But there, you know what? I have hey, all, British food is gross. I think what it, I liked about it was how pleasant it would. The juxtaposition between yeah. American reality to that show yeah. is so different. It's like a juxtaposition of how we even talk when you <laughs> go over there. So there's this TV show called "Who's Coming to Dinner." Um, so it's a reality show where four people, each one, has to host a dinner. For the other people. And they go over your menu and your decor and all this stuff. And then people talk about your home and how you treated them. Oh, my God. But it's That's great. all I want in my <laughs> life. That's Every amazing. time I go over there, I watch. I love this show. And it's on, like, all the time. It's just, like, a constant. So, like, what's the, what's the point of it, though? Um, to grade who's the best host for dinner, whose meal was the best. Oh, my um, God. I feel like this is what friends do already when they're, you know, they're, but they're not saying anything. They're not putting it out there. Yeah. We'll host a party. And you're like, well, guess what I got? I got the good beer today. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, um, it shows the guy, like, you know, you'll have four people and they're all different walks of life. And then they're sitting having a meal together. They don't know each other, but eventually they're going to have four meals together. And there's some guy saying something sexist, some girls like wearing something outlandish. This guy brought in a belly dancer, like his dessert flopped, all of the stuff. And then they give feedback to the camera and stuff like that. And they kind of like uh, rate it. And I'm I think desperate gets, for this. I'm desperate for it. I, yeah, what's it called? I think it's called Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, and it's on like BBC or something? But it's, it's like, I don't who's even know coming their channels. To <laughs> yeah. Like Next that. That's up not how you on say Who's it. Coming to Dinner. Will Charles's kebab flop or flip? You know, like whatever. Flop or flip or um, flip. They, uh, it's on so much and it's so beautiful. I don't, I will ask Faye, my best friend about it, what it's called. They think it's just trash TV. And I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, Nadia, we, it's, it's almost time to end. I feel like we could talk to you forever. We could. Thank you. Um, so you should ask us on Fridays. It's like not a big deal. We're not that busy. <laughs> we can both come together or we can go separately, like whatever you need. You know, uh, I'll get you guys uh, coffee cocktails. Coffee okay. cocktails, cocktails. I could invite you over to pet my naked cat. You would love that. Cat. Yeah, I would love that. Does it feel like a purse? No, it actually feels really, really. He's actually soft. He's incredibly soft. Does it feel like human skin? It feels like you're rubbing velvet. Ooh, I love velvet, I baby. Like that with too. rolls. Velvet with Rose is actually the title of my sex tape. Yep. Oh. No. Mm -hmm. I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm -hmm. um, Nadia, thank you so much. How can people find Tulips? How can they find you? What do you want people to know? So um, if you go to www.tulipzine.com, www.tulipzine.com, um, if you want to be part of the group, you actually have to be invited. So if you want to find me on Facebook, Nadia Al-Khalifa, um, there's probably only one, not one Nadia Al-Khalifa ever. Um, find me, add me as a friend, let me know, and then I'll just go and add you to it. It's but really yeah. great. And only come if you want to, like, 
be part of like a sometimes annoying but mostly beautiful group of Correct. women and non-binary. Even if you want to be a lurker, you'll learn a lot about people yeah. and about this community by lurking. Yeah. It's been very welcoming, a lot of positive feedback, and I think a lot of really good people giving you uh, some feedback on stuff that may be hard. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Just and amazing, talk. amazing networking. I try to do the best when I answer stuff or when I ask questions too. You do a good job. Do right by we them. We all do a good job on there. I think I so. Agree. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mockingbird. Thank you, Oha. Thank you, Stacy. We will have a live show coming up soon, so this will air before it. So please like us on Facebook. That's the best place that you're going to find out about it. But we are getting a guest together. We're getting some dates together to put together a show for you guys, and. I get a lot of messages of people that love it, and this is how you prove it. You show up to the live shows, you subscribe, you leave reviews, you send money to Venmo, like whatever that you can do to support us, yeah. okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Relationships.
relationship.